Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Thank you, Dave. Uh, quick reminder to the audience, Noel Norman's going to be on location today. He'll be out at the... People's Health Medicare Center, talk about Medicare plan options, answer your questions. The uh, place, the, the, the center is located at 3017 Vets in Metairie, right next to Party City. The deadline is looming Thursday, May 7th for the Medicare's annual enrollment period. But if you have any questions or concerns, head on in there. They'll take walk-ins and they'll sit down with you and walk you through the entire process. And you get to hi- say hi to the sheriff, Newell Norman, who will be out there today. Raphael Goyeneche joins us now, President of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. Good morning, Raphael. How are you? I'm fine, Tommy. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, waiting for Jaden Daniels to win the Hausman, and I think he should. I know you feel yeah, the I same think, way. I, I like our chances. Yeah, I, I do think, too. I think uh, he's the logical choice. I hope Hopefully so. Hopefully people do the right thing. Yep. Let's talk about um, drones and um, uh, Ann Kirkpatrick. And then let me just uh, say this. Is it too early to evaluate Ann Kirkpatrick? It hasn't been that long, but are you, see pos- are you seeing in the Metropolitan Crime Commission positive trends, positive steps in the right direction? Absolutely. Just because you haven't necessarily seen her on television doesn't mean that her presence isn't having a profound impact. I think she is omnipresent in everything that the police department is doing. She's still in the assessment stage and trying to determine, uh, you know, how to deploy some of her assets. But she's making decisions. And the strength of Ann Kirkpatrick is that this job isn't too big for her. She's been here, done that before. She's got 20 years experience as a police superintendent and that's evident every day i think she's a good leader and she brings a lot of energy and i think that she's a a good people person she knows how to manage people and empower them to do their job so i'm i continue to be optimistic about the future um it seems as though from from every indication with the um consent decree experience, et cetera, and, and the approach he's taken to it thus far, that this was a good hire. This is the right person. Well, right. You know, she, not only does she have experience as a police chief, she has experience as a police chief in a city that's under a consent decree. And uh, you've seen her, her leadership uh, almost from the very beginning since she was sworn in. 
where prior to her getting here, the position of the city of New Orleans was to try and litigate their way out of the consent decree. And after losing all of the legal challenges, Anchor Patrick came in, and in the first two reports that were issued uh, by the federal monitor under her uh, watch, uh, her approach has been, you know what, we can do a better job. She provided alternative solutions and has pledged to work with the monitor and the court. Uh, the court uh, had a rule to show cause hearing on the uh, Officer Vappi investigation and basically dismissed and found all of the city's arguments as to why they shouldn't be held in uh, noncompliance with the consent decree. Uh, they, they basically were in a position where the judge could have sanctioned the city, uh, uh, sanctioning them with thousands of dollars in fines. And because of Ann Kirkpatrick stepping in and saying that here's my remedial action plan, the judge decided not to, to sanction the city and work with her. So I think under this approach, I think that it's very conceivable that the police department can be in substantial compliance uh, in the first half of, of next year with respect to the consent decree, and we can start the two-year wind-down period. Let's talk about drones and uh, concerns, benefits. Uh, I don't know if there's really an ROI uh, concern here. I don't know how expensive drones are. How much are they? As a matter of fact, not to bring that up, do you know? Well, I think that they, you know, just like cars, they range from 15000 to over $50,000. Really? I, I can't tell you. You know, these aren't the kind of drones that you necessarily just buy at a, at a, at a toy store. Yeah, for your kid for you a know, Christmas it, present. Exactly, exactly. So not only, you know, is there a cost in, in, in buying these drones, but there has to be uh, maybe an even bigger investment in training the operators of those drones how to, to use them safely and in conformity uh, with all the rules and policies. So this drone program started really under Michelle Woodfork mm -hmm. and is going to be launched under Ann Kirkpatrick. But the police department has been working on this initiative, and I think some of the funding, if not most of it, for the drones were provided by private sector donations, but I'm not 100% certain on that. But the, me, the main investment is how these drone, drones are going to be deployed. And uh, Ann Kirkpatrick released the police department's proposed uh, policies and procedures. And last week, she uh, had an open meeting inviting the public to attend a demonstration of the drones and to solicit their feedback on the uh, on the proposed drone program for the New Orleans Police Department. Um, I think that she's released uh, a draft of an operations manual that is something that the Crime Commission and several other groups have reviewed. And uh, we differ with, with one of the, uh, the critics of it, uh, Eyes on Surveillance, that are opposed to it. I've reviewed the policies as has my staff, and we've met about it. 
And I believe that uh, the NOPD's policies and procedures are comprehensive. Keep in mind that drones are not something that is just emerging. They've been been used by law enforcement for over 15 years. There's over 1,400 federal, state, and local police departments that are already using drones. That was my next question, Raphael, which is other cities where they're using it, how are they using it, and how how efficacious is it? So a lot of the policies and procedures and the operations manual, the police department didn't have to devise these. They were able to review what other cities, what other agencies are doing and put together uh, an operations manual that uh, best suits the needs of the NOPD. It's very comprehensive. Uh, It is, uh, it limits the applications of the drone. There's uh, drones, there's absolute checks and balances involved in it. So an officer cannot just unilaterally send a drone up in the air. It has to be a request. It has to be approved by a supervisor or a series of supervisors. And then the officer that is actually operating the, uh, the drone has to be deployed to, to do it, and they document every aspect of how the drone was used, how long it was in the air, the date, location, and the time, what the results were. There has to be a justification for using it. So there's plenty of checks and balance and lots of transparency, too, because all of those records are something that are reviewable, not just by the supervisors and the federal consent monitors, but also have to be released to the uh, to the public on an annual basis, and uh, you know, I, I just think that this is a tool that New Orleans is a little bit late to the game implementing. It is critically important, even more so in the context of the manpower deficiencies with you know that the NOPD is experiencing. This is a force multiplier. It's a game changer. It not only makes the Public say uh, public a little safer having the police department being able to use this technology. It also I think uh, improves the safety of officers That's... that don't have to necessarily put themselves in harm's way while the, while this uh, technology is being deployed. Man, you're definitely reading ahead because that was the next question, which is if it improves the safety of officers, could it be an aid when it comes to recruiting to help help with the manpower shortage? Well, certainly. So you know. You don't have to look any further than Jefferson Parish. Jefferson Parish has drones. Mm-hmm. Jefferson Parish not only has drones, they have a helicopter. New Orleans doesn't have either of those. Mm-hmm. We're about to enter the drone program, and in many respects, I think that uh, drones will be even more beneficial in the city of New Orleans in, in light of all of the things that this city does, such as You know, there's been uh, no shortage of publicity about the fact that uh, parking lots, particularly around football events and festivals, have been the source of automobile burglaries and automobile thefts. These these types of uh, uh, technology with drones, they can be deployed by the police department at festivals, at football games, at special events to go where police officers, we may not have enough to put them on patrol. 
So this is, I think, something that is going to be critically important and tremendously beneficial to the police department as a tool to more effectively protect and serve the people of the city of New Orleans. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And this is in many instances no different than all of the the crime cameras around town. This is just a mobile crime camera that is essentially being deployed by by the police. Let me take a break, Raphael. We'll pick it up when we come back. Um, I'm reading an article here from NOLA.com. At one point, they identified Jeanette Williams as the deputy superintendent, which she is. Then there's a typo later on where they say NLPD superintendent Jeanette Williams. I'm not trying to call NOLA.com out, but I know she was the mayor's choice to be the superintendent initially, as I remember it. I saw Michelle Woodfork at um, the, um, the ceremony when they welcomed the new recruiting class, I think the last one of 2023. And I just want to uh, talk about how uh, Ann Kirkpatrick is doing blending in the, the the old with changing the culture of the department and all of that stuff, and you can't get, um, even if she wanted to, you couldn't get rid of anybody. I'm not implying that Jeanette Williams or um, Michelle Woodfork should be fired at all. I'm just saying that even if you wanted to, you can't right away. I just want to get your thoughts on that. And also we'll talk about the agreement with Liz Merle and uh, Jeff Landry and Jason Williams and more when we come back. Rafael Goineche, we always love to pick his brain. President of the Metropolitan Crime Commission, you have any questions or comments, 504-260-1870. That's the Old Corner Jeweler Talk and Text Line, 922. Taking a break. Coming back, Tommy Tucker, WWL. 927, quickly back to Rafael Goineche, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. I mentioned Jeanette Williams, deputy superintendent, who um, was, I guess, running point on this drone meeting. And also Michelle Woodfork was there with Ann Kirkpatrick when they welcomed the final recruiting class of 2023. Thoughts, Rafael, on how uh, the new superintendent has managed to... Um, take the first steps toward training the culture, changing the culture of NOPD, but yet maintaining some of the experience that she has there in the department. Right. So if anchor Patrick or anybody is going to be uh, successful with the police department, it's going to be based on their ability to use the existing personnel and allow them to be successful in leading forward because of civil service because of uh, the fact that you cannot replace uh, all of the major decision makers, what is so critically important is in the superintendent is to be able to identify and plug in 
police officers into positions that will allow you as the superintendent to be a more effective manager. So the fact that Michelle Woodfork and virtually all of the deputy chiefs that were there, um, you know, over the last couple of years, they're still there. Their, their assignments may have shifted somewhat, but they have institutional knowledge and they have, I think, the support of the superintendent that is guiding them and holding them accountable for achieving uh, the, uh, you know, their, their delegated duties. So I think that that's a smart move not to totally restructure the police department because Ann Kirkpatrick or whoever the superintendent is doesn't have the luxury of time of deconstructing and reconstructing the police department. She needs to make things happen in the short term. Mm -hmm. She recognizes that the people that are there in leadership positions are the people that she's counting on to move the department forward over the next uh, several months. And she doesn't know New Orleans. She doesn't know a, a lot of things about the city, and she needs that experience. That's of, uh, of a priceless value to her, I would think, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. She's still getting to, to know uh, the city and the strengths and weaknesses of the police department. So the people that are there have a better impression. She's going to be constantly evaluating everybody down the road. She may make some changes. Every police superintendent does. But right now, I think the, the, the approach she's taking is the smart choice. And I think that, um, you know, that's a, you know, an indication of her experience and wisdom in, in her role as a superintendent. Talk about, if you will, the agreement with Jason Williams, Liz Merrill, Jeff Landry, what that could look like and how effective it could be. Well, keep in mind that, you know, what was announced, uh, I guess it was last week, is that the district attorney of Orleans Parish has agreed to accept uh, the assistance of the attorney general's office with respect to prosecutions. The important thing is, and, and really uh, the thing that got my attention, I was expecting the, the governor-elect to appoint the head of the state police, the, you know, the head of the National Guard and the fire marshal for the state of Louisiana. And then he pulled a rabbit out of the hat and introduced Jason Williams and announced this approach. Without Jason Williams' approval under the existing law, uh, he did not have to accept the assistance of the attorney general's office with respect to prosecutions. You and I have been hanging law, out too long because that was the next question, which is, what does it say about Jason Williams and the fact that he was willing to accept this? Right. So this governor-elect Landry and Jason Williams approach is a refreshing approach because it's not about politics. Right. It's not about, uh, you know, what party you're in. It's about public safety. The governor-elect could have had that press conference anywhere in the state of Louisiana. He chose New Orleans, and he invited the DA because he recognized that New Orleans is critically important to the future of the state of Louisiana. And the fact that Jason Williams has agreed to work with someone that everyone thought was going to be the arch enemy of New Orleans is, I think, uh, a refreshing uh, example of how public officials can work together, even if their political philosophies are diverging. see a tweet here from Jeff Asher about um, 
Uh, data from the FBI showing that clearance rates nationwide have fallen considerably since 2019. It just popped out, uh, popped up for me. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Record no, lows since 2022. Um, w- what is the state of clearance rates in 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 New Orleans Parish in the state? And um, is that could perhaps be COVID related? Well, I, I'm sorry, but I don't have that information, Tommy. Uh-huh. But clearance rates, In particularly with, with respect to crimes of violence. So crimes of violence are really what everyone is focused on. And the clearance rates for the NOPD are going to be lower than they would be than if the police department was properly staffed. Because we, when someone dials 911, the police don't always respond immediately, not because they don't care, not because they don't want to. They just don't have the personnel to get there. And every second, every minute that goes by uh, when the police can arrive, it re- you know reduces the potential of a case being cleared and solved. You know, just look at Jefferson Parish. Their response times are five minutes or less. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, New Orleans is, is not able to do that. And point, pointing out that our police department's staffing is down about a third of what it was in 2020. So clearance rates are going to be lower uh, in New Orleans than uh, what would be optimal, what the public would expect when you compare with some of the other suburban law enforcement agencies. I really don't know what the national clearance rates are. Uh, maybe Jeff could could uh, be a better guest to talk about. I that. was just curious. I didn't know it. It just popped up, and I hate to catch you flat-footed. I just was wondering about that, about clearance rates in general. But it does make sense in Orleans Parish about response times. Any final thoughts, Raphael? Well, you know, I think that there's a lot of positives happening right now. You know, the new superintendent. I think that uh, you know Jason Williams is learning how to be a district attorney. Keep in mind. January will be his third year, the beginning of his third year. And I think that, uh, you know, he's indicated through his actions that he's willing to modify uh, some of his uh, platform positions after realizing once he's in that office that they weren't producing the desired results. So he's now prosecuting juveniles as adults. He's now advocating for higher bail on crimes of violence. He's now utilizing the habitual offender statute and material witness warrants, things that he said he was never going to do. Now he's doing it. And you further see him accepting assistance from the attorney general's office to assist in prosecutions. All of those are indications that our criminal justice system is in the state of, I think, uh, moving forward and accepting uh, suggestions and help from every available resource, which is particularly important in light of AR crime problem and BR staffing deficiencies. Yeah, yeah again, uh, right on the same page, because I was going to say, it seems as though there is reason for optimism moving into 2024. Thank you, Raphael. I appreciate your time. Anytime. Thank you. Go Tigers. You got it. Raphael, go ahead. President, Metropolitan Crime Commission, 936, 24 till 10. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 